Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host as always, Adel Marcy, and today we have a very, very cool special guest that um, I kind of got there an hour early and embarrassed myself a little bit, but now we're actually on track. Um, Samantha Riley, who is awesome from what I've read, been told, and the people that recommend her to me. Yay! So, in the, more about that in a moment. First of all, we have to do the weird sponsor call. So this episode is sponsored, as always, by purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil, A-D-I-L. Go there today and go ahead and get your um, shared business hosting account, plus your website built for you completely for free. I mean, they're really, really cool. They do like a full three grand package. They kind of build it for you, put some plugins and themes and stuff. It's really, really nice. So if you go there, get it. Happy days. Everything's good. Second, we're also sponsored by theheartofentrepreneurship.com. Uh, this is actually our very, very good person that's on board with Samantha today. I think we're going giving her something away at the end of this, are we not? Samantha? We totally are. Yes. So stick around because um, I always promise like three things on my podcast that you guys know. Craziness, random times, good information, and the occasional bit of profanity. Okay, let's be honest. It's going to be profane like crazy, but you don't need to be told <laughs> that anyway. So without further ado, Samantha, I'm not going to do another introduction about you because I want you to do it because let's be honest i'm a lazy poop i, I just like doing <laughs> things like that it's fun um you can tell yourself better in your own words i do know your story but i just want to hear it from you oh thank you so much first of all thanks for having me super excited to be here this morning although i don't know if it's morning for you oh, no, um, it's, it's night time i'm actually doing this in the dead of night and i'm really cussing you out right now because i'm like i oh. really need to be asleep i'm kidding i'm not it's nine o'clock at night this is no, this I'm is only for me <laughs> 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 it's more guilt trip you you know it's just fun <laughs> Yeah, I know, and it's cool. And then I turn up at the right time, which is actually an hour later than you thought. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually, before we get into that, I messaged uh, Esther. I was like, Esther, have I got another no-show today? And she was like, <laughs> no, you don't. What happened? I was like, she goes, no, I've done it 1 p.m. my time. That's 9 p.m. your time. I was like, oh, it's early. Okay, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with all go... the messages I woke up to, I thought something was a little bit off. But anyway, should we put that behind us? We're here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Oh, sorry about me. Should we move on? Definitely, uh, yes. We want to hear about you. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm a high school dropout. Yeah. And uh, I know, cool, right? It was so boring, uh, just full of teachers that I thought were absolute idiots. You know, at uh, you know, 15, I thought I knew way better than them. I uh, still reckon I do, but, you know, put that beside us. Um, did corporate for a couple of years. Also decided those guys were a little bit stupid and uh, at 19 decided to go out on my own into business and uh, did that and sort of we were doing our first meal by mid-20s. Awesome. Life was great. Had three kids, three businesses and then uh, 2010 got divorced from my husband and kind of Actually, not kind of, totally did lose everything and, um, yeah, been on a crazy-ass journey for the last five years of rebuilding and, yeah, that's where I am today. So would you say you're flying by the seat of your ass? I'm flying by the seat of my ass with no pants. Boom. That is actually, <laughs> I, I love that saying, just the same. It's one of my favorite yeah. things to say to people. What are you yeah. doing? Flying by the seat of my pants with no with that. Flying by the seat of my ass with no pants. Yep. It's chilly. Yep. Right, so yep. that's actually... That's pretty cool. So I heard that you actually um, started selling dancewear. Yeah. So uh, my very first business was actually a dance studio. I had wanted to be a dancer. I did dance classes from the age of six. I was in the studio pretty much every day um, of my life 
just lived, eat, breathed dance. Loved, loved, loved it. And uh, at uh, 14, just pretty much was told, yeah, you're never going to be a ballerina, which I was like, oh, that's what I thought I was going to be when I grow up. I mean, I can't actually do that. Uh, so went into teaching, opened my own dance studio, and within 12 months realised that there was an issue with my students being able to easily access dancewear. So we opened our first store. So within 12 months, had the dance studio and our first store, and uh, we were off and running. That is so cool. So what was it like when you made your first million? Because let's be honest, you made it, what, aged 19? No, 19, I opened my business. We didn't do our first meal until around about mid-20s. Now, a lot of people ask me about this, and the reason I can't give you how old I was, because I was so freaking busy hustling that I can't actually remember when it was. See, that's fine. That's understandable. That's not actually a thing I was going to ask or I was going to ask. <laughs> was how did it make you feel? Because this is a that, big one. Yeah, so... it. When I reflect back, it's actually different to how I thought it was going to be in my head. You know, you, in your head, it's like, wow, when this happens, it's going to be like, you know, fanfare and fireworks and blah, blah, blah. And, but, and but, unicorns pooping rainbow ice cream. Oh, my God, how cool is that? <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. what it's going to feel like, unicorns pooping rainbow ice cream. Essentially, is how you, yeah. how you think it's going yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah, that's how I thought it was going to feel. I thought it was going to be a huge thing and, you know, uh, it was exciting. I do remember the day, like, my my ex-husband was my business partner and he is the opposite of me. I'm the, you know, the, the person that's out the front doing front end. He's super nerdy data man in the back end doing all the shit that I hate doing. So uh, he had a spreadsheet and he knew exactly that today was the day that it was all going to happen. And he even, you know, he was following as it was all going along and um, he's like, oh, yeah, we did it. I'm like... Oh, cool. Okay, no worries. I'll just keep going. And that was seriously, that was it. <laughs> it, it, oh, wow. it. There was no fanfare. There was nothing. It was just like, okay, cool. It's happened. Move on. Um, because really at the end of the day, if we stop and that was the end, you know, we, I don't even know how to describe it. We just wouldn't have kept going. It was just, it, it wasn't really anything that felt that special. I think probably now I'm flying with no pants. It probably would feel special. But uh, at the time, it was just another little, okay, this has happened, move on. See, I, I totally can't relate to that just yet, but I already have my plan for when I make my first million. This is the weird messed up thing that everyone knows. It's, it's the old cobbler shoes thing. I've done a confirmed over 100 and at this present moment, 140 plus million dollars for my clients. I'm like, yay, where's mine? Yeah. 1%, I reckon there would be so many people that could relate to that, hey? <laughs> We're so much better at helping other people than ourselves sometimes. Oh my god, this is the thing I've done. I've actually hired, I hate. I love writing for myself now, I used to hate it. So what I've done is um, I've hired, I'm not even hired, what am I saying? I've hired, he sounds like he has a job, he doesn't, he's a slave and he knows it. My um, protege, <laughs> my copywriting <laughs> protege, he knows he's a slave. He doesn't get paid, he just does it for the experience and because he likes me. Um, <laughs> well, don't tell him that. I'm sure he's going to listen to this because he's the one that's uploading this episode <laughs> in, a few days, in a few weeks. And so. he's going to be like, what the, what? You, did you call me a slave? He, he just he just knows that the fact that he can't really say anything because I'm like, eh, it's kind of true, but you're getting copywriting advice from me and I'm helping you with client stuff, so you can't really give me too much lip. 
it helps. But um, he's, I've had to like get him on board to go ahead and do like all my excess work for me while I focus on client stuff for now. I'm like, I can't do anything. Come here and just help me. Why? Because I need you. I just need you yeah. to sit here and tell me how great I am. Just, I, I'm fed on ego. Come on, boost it. I yes. work better. Please, <laughs> just slave for me. Just, just play along. <laughs> it's pretty much that. Do you ever watch Suits? I haven't seen it. I seriously, everyone has been telling me this. I really need to do that. Right. Here's the thing. I didn't watch it until last week. And the only oh, reason I watched, the only reason I got into it is it's on Netflix. Go figure. Um, but my friend, one of my friends that's known me from the age of 12. So he knew me right at the start of my writing career as, my, as a copywriter. He knew me right from the get-go. And he's seen me develop over the last 14 years. Um, he was staying with me for like three days. And oh, he just, he keeps, he's got this amazing ability to keep calling me an asshole. And I don't know why. It, I was doing an interview for um, Ambitious.com, which when you guys listen to this, you'll know that's Greg's thing. Um, so I'm doing this interview for Ambitious on the phone, and they're asking me all my special skills, what I've done, what I do outside of business, and I couldn't think of anything else. So I was like, uh, dude, name something. You've known me the longest. Come on, name something. He goes, you're an incredible asshole. That's awesome. So I just That's a real friend, right? Right there, a real friend. <laughs> so I threw in. I'm an incredible asshole, doused in maple syrup because I can be an asshole, but I'm quite sweet at the same time. So put that in there. And they actually wrote that in the article, I hope. I don't know if the oh, editor took it out, but I do know they actually said, we're going to try and pass this with the editor, just see what happens. It's like, yay, left. But anyway, no, the reason I say, bring that up is because I asked, why do you keep calling me one? And he literally comes out with, you remind me of Harvey Specter, the main uh, lawyer in Suits. I was like, why? He goes, because you're a cocky little bastard who likes to get his own way. Uh, like, I, I'm not even going to disagree with that. That's basically an entrepreneur for you, right? That, that's what we do. You can be yeah, humble. Totally. You can be humble. That's fine. I decided not to do that anymore because I did that for years and I wasn't paying the bills. And uh, then I started promoting myself and everyone seems to come to me now. So it's like, yeah, happy days. Who knew? Yeah. Now, yeah. you, I don't want to say that you're older than I am because I truly don't believe that you are. <laughs> at least at least mentally um but yes let's just go here for a second what would be your advice because i'm just again there is no planned questions until the very end there's like three questions i would ask you this is just more a uh, me thing what would be your yep. advice to an entrepreneur who's in there between the 20s and the 30s um who is pretty much going through and i'm saying this not just because i'm doing okay but i mean like in the sense of people i do know because i get this question all the time um what advice would you give them? Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm flying by the seat of my ass with no pants. Like, ah, I'm free falling and now I feel like really, really crap. I want to go get a job. I want to give up on everything. What do you say to them considering they have like the most ridiculous potential to do greatness? Uh, to start it, awesome question. <clears throat> I'll regress a little bit here. Yeah. Um, and and insert a different question that I get asked a lot is, oh my goodness, like you went into, you, you know, you were married at 17. You had two children by the time you were 19. You, know, you went into business at 19. How did you do it? Wait, and I'm hold like, on. Do you know? Hold on. Yeah. You, you had kids when you were 17. You were, you had, you were married at 17. and I was had... married at 17. Do you want to know something funny? My parents had to sign a consent form to say, yeah, we, are, we give permission for our daughter to get married. How yeah, funny is I was going to say, isn't like the legal marriage age in Australia like 18 or 21 or something? It's like drinking. It's, a, it's, it's 18, yeah. yeah. It's like the drinking uh, age over there. It's like, well, if you can <laughs> have a drink, you can get married. And a yeah, younger, I've got a sign for you. How yeah, dare you yeah. do this? Yeah. So, so it was a bit funny. But anyway, yeah, so I, I've always lived 
differently to most people. Um, but a lot of people say to me, you know, how did you do that? How did, you know, going into business at 19? And I said, that's the thing. It was so easy then because I didn't know any better. So if you fast forward to like 20s and 30s, the problem is, is that you've been listening to all these people going, this is the way you should do it. Or, you know, this is the way you build the perfect funnel. Or this is the way you do perfect Facebook advertising. Or, you know, this is the way you, you speak to the, the market perfectly. But a lot of times that trying to be that perfect person or to do it the right way is actually what holds us back. So, yeah, it's okay to be educated. You know, I listen to podcasts every day. I, I read every day. I do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, once I've made a decision that I want to do something, it's like you have to put the blinkers on put all of that aside and just do it your way. So there is no perfect way, you know, bootstrapping. If, if, if you don't have a marketing budget, just freaking do something else. So don't, yeah, yes, listen to everyone, but once you've made that decision to do it, just do it. I disagree with you. Cool, that's I, awesome. I'm going to disagree with you. Why? Because I don't think you should listen to everyone because 90% of people are full of shit. They okay, just yep. And yep. I can and see this because I've had more of my content stolen, repurposed, and resold than anyone else I know, bar John Carlton. It's the only other guy that I know that's actually had his stuff stolen to the same degree, or Dan Kennedy for that matter. Um, hey, congratulations! I know. I get to be in their group. But it, <laughs> you say that, but it just irritates me that I've seen people kind of go, yeah, I came up with this thing. And I'm like, okay, explain the psychology behind it. Because I actually had someone a while ago literally come out and say, what you're doing is stolen from me. To which I was like, dude, you weren't even in business three years ago. I wrote this down like six years ago. Yep. Here's the journal entry. Go sit, yep. in corn Go sit in a corner, put on a dunce hat, figure out why it works, come back and then tell me. So don't listen to everyone because everyone is an idiot. Listen to specific people. And by specific, I mean those that have actually done what you want to do. Like, Samantha, if you're a person that actually wants to go out there and be like, hey, I totally get what I'm doing, guess what? She she actually knows what she's doing. She's kind of made the millions and kind of done everything, lost it, and is making it again. <laughs> you know, you've actually called me on it. When I said everybody, in my head, it's the everybody in my circle of influence, not everybody at the barbecue, at the school gate, at the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I'm actually even talking so, entrepreneurs. So. I'm talking mostly entrepreneurs here. Because, like... Yeah, totally. Yeah, if you guys are listening to this and, like, you get de derailed by listening to, like, Uncle Bob who cuts your hair every other week or whatever it is, yeah, um, forget him. He doesn't know that much. <laughs> Unless he has a very successful sale on them, by all means, go ahead and listen to that guy because <laughs> they know what they're doing to a certain degree. Um... But what I'm saying is that listen to a few amount of people, but realistically model those that have actually gone ahead and done what you want to do or actually had some sort of results. Meaning, and again, I'm talking about like Alex Sharfen, uh, Samantha Riley, who's on this podcast, Greg Rollet. Uh, I'm not going to say myself because I don't really have to. My results have said them for themselves. Um, but listen to the people that are like the experts in what they do. Don't go for perfection. Go for sloppy and work from there. I mean, let's be honest, if you were going to pick up a guitar today and you didn't know how to play the guitar, are you going to be Jimi Hendrix tomorrow? No. You're going to work yep. on that. You're going to work on uh, that crazy. But you got to get started. Jimi Hendrix had the first day, right? Oh, yeah. Hendrix had, like, crazy failures. I mean, um, who was, who was my, one of my favorite orators? Uh, Cicero. The, the Greek, uh, Greek. Was he Greek or Roman? Anyway. Old dude. Ancient guy. 
Um, do you know that he's actually gone down as one of the greatest orators of all time? Really? Yeah, he's one of the greatest speakers of public speaking of all time, and he was around during the... No, he's he's Roman. He's he's Italian, because he had to slit his own wrists. What was that? Stoicism guy. Anyway, one of the guys. This is what happens. I get frazzled on there. It's so bad, but who cares? Someone look it up and tweet it to me later on. I don't... Yeah, just just make fun of me. I don't care. Here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't mind knowing the answer either, so that's cool. Yeah, the, the story basically goes... This guy could not speak, by the way. He sounded very heavy-tongued. He was like, I tried like, to speak about this stuff. But he had massive amounts of information to give and influence the politicians and, you know, the aristocracy at the time and the people in power. But he couldn't do anything because he couldn't speak and convey. So what he did in order to challenge it, because remember, when he started off, he wasn't the greatest orator of all time. What he did was he put rocks in his mouth and went climbing up hills, like walking up hills, for hours at a time, with with pebbles in his mouth, by the way, to like strengthen his jaw. Ah, this I was sitting here thinking, why did he do that? Yeah, it strengthened his jaw, uh, made his tongue lighter because it was a really heavy tongue, and he had like a very light tongue at this point. And um, then he learned to enunciate, pronounce, and speak from the diaphragm and breathe properly because prior to that, he was breathing very shallow. Um, but because you're walking uphill and you've got something blocking your uh, mouth passage of air you have to breathe through the nose which you know expands out the diaphragm and he would do all this stuff and then when he started speaking properly and you know uh speaking in front of like just friends animals whoever he could get to hear him he built his practice until the point where he he actually went down as the greatest orator of all time if not one that of. is awesome yeah so that is so cool so that is basically kind of saying get started you lazy ass and see what happens now Jumping from that, there is something I don't want to ask you. Why is your book called The Heart of Entrepreneurship? Because it's kind of funny, because Alex Sharfin, who's the guy like a few days ago while we were talking, he yeah. talks a lot about this, and I want to get your take on it. So, Heart of Entrepreneurship, tell me more. So, when I actually wrote this book, that was not the title. It was quite funny. I was hashtagging a different title the whole process that I was writing it. What was and, it? And um, then uh, handed in my manuscript with a different, a different name, and... Even went through, like, you know, with the graphic designer and did the brief, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that title's not going to look very good on that cover. It's just too long. What and sat title? down with, I don't even want to say it because oh, say it, say I want it. to use it. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll come back on the podcast another day when I've written it. <laughs> okay, PM um, it to me. PM it to me. I want to know. I okay, want to shall do, shall do. It's a, diff it's a different story. So anyway, <laughs> we're sitting down with, an, with another a friend and we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And he's like, well, tell me more about it. And I said, well, this book, it, it's about, you know, it's about coming from the heart. It's about being authentic. It's about being who you are and stop freaking trying to be someone else, which is there's just so many entrepreneurs out there that are cloning their mentors or people they look up to. And whilst I think it's great to model those people, you know, like, and I talk about modeling um, because you, you can get so much, but there's a big difference between modeling and copying, right? So it's, it's understanding, you know, who, who's the authentic self and, you know, what can you do to help people? So that's the, the one, the one aspect of it, but it's also, it's, it's understanding that you are the heart of your business, that, that you are the one that's, it's your vision, it's your ideas, it's your knowledge, it's, you know, it's your leadership. So it's got that double meaning. So that's what the heart of entrepreneurship means to me, coming from a heart space, but it's also you are the heart of your business. 
see that's really really powerful because so very few people really get that and of course we're moving towards a more authenticity and transparent type of business today um the very few people even think about and i'll give you an example just from like the copywriting side of the world well by now i think you picked up what i do for what i do as what i'm known as um that side of the world i can tell you right now there are people in my in in like the main industry i started off with which is information marketing um even they like the majority of that like the minority of them are moving towards this whole heart-centric open transparency look at what we're doing kind of business versus the old god which are still like i'm still gonna write a headline that says something like discover how you make a hundred grand a month a hundred grand a month from your kitchen table yep it's not the same thing okay there's a difference it's like it's not about realisticness it's more about authenticity are you that person that everyone's talking to are you that person i mean one of the things I do, one of the reasons I do these podcasts, and I told told you right at the start, um, profanity is allowed. Hmm. I'm I do use profanity quite often. It's hmm. quite funny to me. I make jokes about things, and for the love of goodness, I can't believe it's been twenty twenty six minutes, and I've not yet. Well, we've been speaking for twenty six minutes. I still can't believe I've actually not made a single um, brown terrorist joke yet, or something to do with my weirdness. <laughs> I usually do this right off the get go. It's like automatic react, uh, automatic reflex. Um, anyone that's known me for any length of time knows I do it, but that's what I mean. I make these jokes in podcasts, in blogs, in interviews and stuff like that. It doesn't matter. What matters is that if I'm not me, if I'm not the true Adela Marty that shows himself everywhere he goes, then I'm a fake. Because totally. I said this two, three years ago, 2012, I actually said my blog, when I relaunched it back then, I had to destroy it and rebuild it again to what it is today. Um, when I relaunched it back then, I said this blog prior to it was a affiliate product review site so it's all about affiliate products and what you can review how you can buy it why it works i went yeah. from that to saying none of this is me what's really me is this guy that's an extension of this blog this blog is just an extension of adil that's all it is yeah and i think and people will trust that and that's the difference it's building that trust so that people go yeah i align with you i want your stuff like for someone that doesn't like, uh, you know, swearing, cussing, whatever it is, they're not going to align with you. But but back the other way, you're not going to um, be able to give them your best, whatever it is. Correct. Exactly, because they'll just get too finicky over little tiny things. Yeah. So for me, I, we had a. Uh, I had a, about six months ago. I had something really strange happen. Um, so I had come onto this about a year ago, going, you know what? I'm just going to be me and I love social media and I'm on it all day every day and um, I was, I, there was this particular day that something bad had happened in business and, and I, I went on Facebook about it and, and just said that, you know, I think it was something to do with, with you know, tax or something. I just said I was having a really shitty day and, um, and a client actually pulled me up on it and went, do you know how stupid that is, Sam? Like you're a business coach. If you don't portray that everything's bright and, you know, shiny and, and perfect, people are going to go, well, you're not, not a good business coach. And freaking hell, just shot me down. And I was sitting there like in my car crying going, oh, my God, everyone's going to think I'm an idiot. Rah, rah, rah. And then all of a sudden I just went, hang on a minute. Like people want to know that things aren't perfect in my world. And I actually signed up three clients that day just from them sending personal messages going, oh, Thank God I'm not the only one that struggles with that. Can you please help me? 
So by me being authentic, going, you know, I've had a really shit day, other people felt safe to go, I'm also having a really shit time. Can you help me? Yeah, it's so liberating. Just a story to relate to that. Um, I've had people, um, well, you know, I, I'm not allowed to say this anymore because Alex will beat me up. Sorry, Alex. Because um, I'm not allowed to say that I have ADD, dyslexia, or am diagnosed as bipolar because he will literally kick my ass. Um, what he said was he literally um, wanted to... No, sorry, not him. Well, I actually said, got a tweet. I literally got a tweet from one of my interviews. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. My phone just went off. Damn it, I've got to put it away. Horrible attention at times. But what I'm saying to you is that um, I've actually tw I've actually wrote about this before on my Facebook somewhere. I said something like, "Having a really, have you ever had days where you just feel like complete crap for no reason whatsoever? That's all. And then I wrote underneath it, going to take a personal day, writing, going to try and finish writing this copy now. Bye. Only message if emergencies. I got 22 messages that day. How cool is that? Yeah, all of them. That actually, by being honest and authentic, you can help people. Not just that. People are asking me, hey, Adel, we've never seen you uh, be this vulnerable before. Is everything okay, buddy? Are you fine? Is everything okay? Are you doing okay? Is this okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Spoke to all 20 of them. Quickly reply back. So if I don't reply back, people think I've killed myself for some reason. I'm not <laughs> sure why. And by the way, that's the truth. Um, I stopped texting a friend of mine for like an hour, and he called me, and... Prior to him doing this, he's very much like, this is earlier this year, he was like, yeah, I don't understand why you replied to messages so quickly. I'm like, oh, because if I don't, I'll get phone calls. And he's like, no, you won't. I'm sure everyone thinks that you're fine. Three months later, I do it to him, and he's like, yeah, I actually got worried about you for like an hour. I was like, where yeah. is he? Why hasn't he replied? Did something go wrong? I'm like, no, it's completely fine. I was just busy. So by doing that, I spoke to people and people actually could relate to who you are and the authentic self comes out and guess what? They want to give you money if you can yeah. help them as well. And Absolutely. To quote my friend Jesse Eldon, this is a big takeaway for anyone. Um, quite simply, if you can explain someone else's problem better uh, – to, if you can explain someone else's problem to them better than they can, than they can explain it to themselves, they will give you money. Yep. Also known as thank you notes. Yep. And gifts. Oh. They think you've got a crystal ball. They're just like, holy shit, how did you know? Yes, I'm a huge fan of getting gifts. I like gifts. Yeah, I like gifts too. Just put it out there. Yeah. Anyone that wants to send me uh, a gift, please feel free to go to it. Just, you know, you can find me. Um, I, I'm actually quite happy with gifts. I accept them in bribes, consultations, and I don't know, anything else that you want. Now, on to that, there is something else I did want to ask you, madam, because you did actually mention it very, very quickly and briefly. You're not going to tell me the title of your book, obviously, because uh, that was the original title and you, don't, you want to keep that quiet for the next thing that you write. Correct. But how did you actually sit down to write the book? Because this is something that I find a lot of people have a problem with. They can't finish their books. Yeah. So this book had um, started brewing in me um, across the Christmas period last year. Um, and I'm someone that when I'm in a plane, that's my time where I, you know, I have entrepreneurial ADHD. So to sit down and actually finish anything, it, yeah, no, I don't finish one thing. I'm a shocker. Um, but when I'm in a plane, because I can't get out of my seat, I gen that's when I work. So, you know, a few flights and I've banged out a few chapters and, and it was it just every time I read it, I was just like, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's not, it's not flowing, it's not coming together the way I wanted. 
Um, and I'd been following another few friends on social media that had gone on a, a book writer's retreat and they'd knocked their books out in a week. And I was like, holy shit, that's pretty awesome. How did they do that? So um, fast forward to August this year and I'd just come home from the gym and I was sitting on the balcony having a coffee and uh, I was thinking oh, I might bang out a few more chapters of this book today. And just by coincidence, this guy that runs the writer's retreat sent me a personal message it was total universe helping me out moment, um, and I was and I just went, oh well, you know, like I have been trying to write this book, and if you can make get it to make sense for me, and you know, if I can run it past you, and you reckon it it's got legs and it will work, then yeah, I'll come away on your retreat. And he's like, well, I'm free now. How about we have a chat? So I jumped on the phone. Um, I told him my idea. We jumped on the phone the next day for an hour, mapped it out. And uh, I went, oh, wow, thanks. Like, that just made sense. So I actually went away on retreat to a tropical island the next week. And because he'd helped me unravel the mess that was in my head and put it into, into I'm going to call it buckets, like little chapters or, or key points, in a, in a sense, in a way that flowed and made sense, it was really easy to write apart from the fact that I was on a tropical island. That certainly helped. Um, but from there knocked it out in three days because it was, the, it was clear in my mind the objective that I was trying to achieve. So um, the, the two key points that I'd give people there is, um, one, be very clear on what you want your outcome to be and, and what are the key points that people need to hear to get to that outcome and, B, uh, if you get the chance to ride on a tropical island, totally go for that option. Oh, always do it on a tropical island if you can. Don't do it in England. Yeah. It's dreary over here. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I've got. I've not got that option to go to a tropical island to write in at the moment. So do it, people. Do it if you can. Yeah. Although uh, it is 2015, they've got these magical things called planes that fly you to tropical islands. Yeah, but they also have this little thing called a passport, which the government ah. still hold. At the moment, so I've got to wait for my uh, to be returned to me. But that's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, if the people at the passport control listen to this podcast for whatever reason under the sun, send it to me, people. It's been yep, a long yep. time. I'm waiting. I have like so send many. Send Send it now. Yes. So okay, that's really interesting. Um, you just mentioned the universe, which is quite interesting. What is your take on that whole law of attraction kind of stuff? Are you are you part of that group, or are you kind of like the person who goes, everything happens for a reason, there's universal law, but I'm not too much of one of those new agey people, or are you one of those new agey people that's like ridiculously bendy and calls themselves a vegan? I don't think you are a oh, vegan, because you, you've no, not no, actually no. told me you're a vegan yet, so that, that's a good I'm sign. I'm definitely not a vegan. Like, I get hangry, and when I get hangry, I need a steak, so you oh. have to just... <laughs> how do you have yours medium well done rare blue how do you have it medium rare oh, thank yep. god woman after me yep. when i come to australia you and i are having steak or when you come to england totally don't don't kill my steak and make it gray oh no there's a real cool place in england called steak and co i don't know if they have these in australia but they get uh steaks on um they cook it just a little bit they like keep it on for about five seconds on each side and then stick it on a hot plate not a hot yeah. plate a hot stone yeah. And you basically get to um, add your own seasoning, your own sauce, and your own butter on it while it's on this hot plate, on this hot uh, stone, and cook it to the degree that you want it to be cooked so you can eat it. That is awesome. No, we don't have that here. So you'll have to come here when you get your passport. Get your I might to need London. to come that way. <laughs> get, get your butt to London. So much easier. Yeah, totally. 
totally sharing steak so yeah let's get rid of the vegan thing not vegan <laughs> but totally respect people that are like that's yeah, fine each to their own Definitely. um yeah funny you should mention the universe thing i was at an event last night and it came up there as well i believe in everything happens for a reason and i believe that our light moments or the really amazing moments um often come from the darkest times so uh, I believe that everything does happen for a reason because those learnings are what take us on the journey that we're on. I believe I don't necessarily believe totally in the law of attraction. Like I'm not going to be able to sit outside, meditate, and say, you know, a million dollars in my bank account tomorrow delivered in a Ferrari because it isn't going to happen. You know, it's great to manifest things, but to me it's more this is my vision and now what actions do I need to create to happen for it to happen. So when I say, you know, the universe that, you know, I got this message from someone about writing the book, I just think that what it was, was I knew that I wanted to write my book so that when that opportunity came to me, I knew that I could take it. The universe at other times delivers opportunities and I go, is this going to get me closer or further from my outcome? So whilst the, the universe was delivering me an opportunity, if it's not going to get me to my desired outcome in the fastest possible way, then that's an opportunity I say no thank you to. Park that on the bench or walk away from. That's really cool because I need to learn how to do that more often. I have this whole moronic thing that I like to do just where I just keep saying yes to things. Yep. Hey, do you want to do this? Yes. You don't have any time. I'll make time. You don't sleep all that much, do you? No. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> welcome to the entrepreneur's life. We we forego sleep. But don't you find it kind of ironic that we will actually kill ourselves to work eighty hour weeks so we don't have to work a thirty five hour job? Oh, only eighty hours. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to be nice to the people and not scare them away. Okay, yeah. the, the honesty is more like two hundred, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just scare people away. It's nothing for me to still be working at eleven o'clock at night. And to be, have some crazy idea running around my head at waking me up at three thirty, four o'clock the next morning, um, but then you know a week later I'll do the you know work at not at all you know just mooch around and meditate and go to the gym and drink smoothies. So uh, I love yeah. how you how you're making yourself sound super healthy right now. The reality I, I, this could be your reality, but in my world that reality really exists. Of I'm going to watch Netflix in my PJs with my cat, eat a crap load of ice cream, chocolate, and really bad stuff for me for like a whole week. Then look at myself in the mirror and go, you need to get your fat ass to the gym. So I'll go to the gym every so often just to feel good. But it's mostly yoga pants I'll be wearing. That's, yeah. that's, that's essentially how my week turns out. But I think that's like the majority of people I've hung out with. Well, like, have you ever noticed when you hang out with other entrepreneurs, they've got all these like great little things they, they do on the outside. The moment you hang out with them, it turns into like a binge marathon of video games, bad food, and TV shows. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I cannot have I... entrepreneurs stay at, like, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to stay at my house, um, we have to leave my house to do work because we're just going to end up playing video games. I like that. I like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm too, yeah, I don't do the video game thing. I don't eat chocolate. I don't like it. What? Uh, I know, I don't like chocolate. I'm not a real human being. <laughs> I was going to say woman, but fine. You know, we'll go with your human being. Make it yeah. worse for yourself, you know. Yeah. Equal it out. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you can, you can, you can definitely not like chocolate. I mean, there are some people that don't. Um, you're aliens, no. but... They're, they're so super weird. They're green. They've only got one eye. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> well, if you only have one eye, then it's a very attractive eye and you pass it very normal. So congratulations. Thank, thank you so much. You're welcome. My, va my validation of you means the world to you. I can just tell. And by the way, this is me. <laughs> I am just being a gigantic dick right now. So I'm going <laughs> to Oh, I thought it had changed my life. Gee, thanks. <laughs> well, I was trying to, I was being nice, but I realized I, I was coming off as a giant dick. I was like, yeah, she's going to beat me up when she sees me. Like, how tall are you? I'm just curious. How tall are you? I'm not even five foot. I'm four foot 11. What? Okay, no, that's just dangerous because I'm six foot tall and that puts me at risk. <laughs> Super duper risk, right? <laughs> oh my god! Just, just a side note. I had a, I have a friend of mine that's five foot tall whose only threat is that if I don't do uh -huh. something, she will. I, I'm gonna punch you. Uh -huh. I'm like, we'll go do what you want. It's okay. I mean, I can totally just do the whole evil tall person, short person thing, which is put my hand on their head and just hold them away. Uh huh. But, uh huh. <laughs> but you little people are sneaky. You'll just like dodge out and get me anyway. <laughs> oh, but we're the dark horses. You know, don't, don't ever underestimate a short person true but you can put them on really high services and just watch them like struggle for hours it's like this is not funny and i'm like yes it is i'm laughing it's funny oh we have superpowers like being able to crawl up uh shelves in the supermarket to get stuff off the top shelf <laughs> like you six foot people you probably don't know how to do that that's true we don't but to be fair if i ever <laughs> see you uh, i you know what when you come to london i'm taking you to the store just to see this i don't even care i'm just gonna be there with a video camera just like peeping Tom around the corner like oh I would I die because I do the whole stand in the aisle look that way look that way oh, I don't think there's anyone that can see crawl up <laughs> I would be the idiot that runs in and goes haha but then again I'm also the stupid human that actually you know the little push trolleys yeah, yeah I'm still a big child I push those and put all my weight down on like the wheels so I can just like glide across without my feet touching the floor yeah I, gotcha I, I do that so often that I've been kicked out of two supermarkets in England they're like, could you start being a five-year-old? You're influencing the kids. I'm like, I can't help it. It's fun. Getting kicked out of supermarkets, that's even a thing? Yeah, I actually got told, please stop or leave. And I was like, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll leave. leave. I yeah, I was like, I'm not yeah. going to stop. <laughs> Who are you, Grumpy Mc uh, Mr. Mc Grumpy Pants? Go away. Fun police. See you <laughs> later. <laughs> the fun po You know what? That is unfair because the fun police actually have a different service, which is they show up to make sure you have fun. These are the anti-fun police. These are the boring people. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back into it, because like I know we're reaching, I think we've got about 15 minutes left. I really want to get into this big three question thing, which I do with everyone. Yeah. But I really want to do with you right now. Now, we've talked about a lot about business um, to degree mindset and how you write, how you do things, and had a great laugh along the way, especially like, you know, putting blinds on, listening to the right people. My actual question is, say you have a, a person that's either, this is a really wide question, by the way, you can answer it like yep. each person different, you can answer it once for each different person, different stage, you can give three different answers completely up to you. It's essentially yep. someone that's um, kind of struggling right now. How do you get them to make the crossover to be more successful? Like what, what three pieces of advice would you give them and you can't say hustling because to be fair that that that's just a prerequisite they're already doing they're already yep. doing all the stuff like yep. what are the, like, the three big shifts they can make or even the little shifts that they can make uh to enrich their own lives and enrich the lives of others yeah sure so obviously i don't know this person so people struggle for different reasons so i'm going to go with my personal uh, like what what's sitting with me personally right now um, 
first up, I would say those people normally um, uh, have low confidence in their ability to make decisions. So number one is mindset and understanding that what they do is, is perfectly good for them. So uh, get the self-confidence up, you know, the self-love. I know that's kind of that, – that may have a woo-woo connotation, but, you know, when you really love yourself and you're really confident in yourself – you're able to shut out the people that that uh, and shut out the ideas that aren't working for you. Your your ability to make decisions will come a lot quicker, and you'll have the confidence to do them. So that would be the first thing, because with that confidence comes speed of implementation. Right. Okay. Um, um, before we jump into number two, I'm yeah, yeah, going yeah. to add to that and say the word confidence has a key element in there to make you feel happy, even if you not if you even if you don't like doing this, dance. Confi dance. Just dance at the end. It's fun. So much fun. Oh, as yeah. a dancer, I, that totally sits well with me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm uh, randomly boogieing on down on the other side where you can't see me, so this is fine. I like it. Yeah. Standing desks for the win. All right, so point number two, if you please. Point number two would be to find someone to help you, like find a mentor. Um, and this isn't – you don't just find a mentor – you look specifically for someone who has achieved the results that you're looking for. So look forward, like what's the outcome that I want to achieve and who is a person that's already achieved that? So there's plenty of business mentors out there. There's plenty, um, but they, they, they all offer. You need to be very specific on what the outcome is that you're trying to achieve and then, you know, have has that person achieved that? But also... Do, do they have my value set? So um, someone that's very, very AD and very, um, uh, you know, not fun, very, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but let's go with not fun, is not someone that I'm going to work with very well. I'm a, I'm a very interactive person. I like to laugh. I like to, to, uh, to drink cocktails with my mentor at the end of the day. That kind of person. Um, and it needs to be someone that comes from a place of not just focusing on money. It needs to be on someone that can very holistically uh, take a look at business and the whole life. That, that's the way I am. So my mentors are specifically like that as well. So that would be my second bit of advice. Do you have anything to add in there? Uh, yeah, actually. Well, not so much in that sense, but kind of more in the sense of I get I, – I agree with you entirely. You need someone that's actually on the same wavelength with you. Because if you don't have that, it's really not fun in the slightest. No. Like it, it gets really boring very, very quickly. You wonder why you're even there to begin with. Um, yep. Yes, and also noted, cocktails with you at some point will be kind of fun because mentors and stuff. Well, it just says that you like cocktails, so that helps. Yeah, cocktails and wine. I drink copious amounts of wine. One of my favorite clients owns a bottle shop. Um, I, I get beautiful bottles of wine every single week and that's why he's my favourite client, just saying. <laughs> you like wine but you don't like chocolate. I mean, come on, seriously. Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> yeah, I have no room for chocolate. I've been drinking too much wine. Uh, okay, so what's, know, num just, what's number just two? 
side note, I, I, I do put up memes all the time about drinking wine and little videos about drinking wine and it's, it's turned so much into my personal brand that I posted something on, on Facebook a few weeks ago and I got a personal message saying, I knew you'd posted that and had commented before I even re realised I should look at the name of the person that posted it. I just assumed it was you. <laughs> no, you should reach out to Gary Vaynerchuk because he is a winaholic as well. Not a wine. You know, he is my number one inspiration in everything. It's just like the wine, the hustle, the the kind of like no bullshit attitude. Totally I, love that guy. He's probably going to hate me for this if I ever get him on this podcast, which I will. I love his intro introduction. Uh, it's like, hey, it's Gary V. I love doing that. Just just with my oh. own. Like, I do I do voice imitations. Okay, it's funny oh. to me. Because Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. It's, it's so Super brilliant. Awesome. He's got like an amazing channel though, and anyone that's not following him, follow him. The guy hustles like crazy. Don't yeah. get me wrong, there's some stuff that he does, I'll be like, um, we can automate this and make it quicker. Why are you teaching us the long way? But I get what his point points are sometimes. Sometimes he does it just to kind of like make you do it so you actually understand how much work goes into it so you don't yep. take it over or take it for granted. Now, Yep. Point number three. Point number three is to know your purpose. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, no, <laughs> money cannot so, be one of them. No, money's a byproduct. Exactly. Money's a byproduct. I mean, we all know that you, you, if you're not making money, you don't actually have a business. Like, we, everyone on this podcast is going to get that. We all understand that. But if you're just focusing on the money. It won't come because what ends up happening is all you end up doing is focusing on the bills that you can't pay, the rent that you can't pay, the the pile of unopened envelopes on the bench. Not that, that you know that's ever anything that I've done. <laughs> <clears throat> you know we, we've all been there, um, but as soon as you can shift that focus from money to purpose, why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing? Then that will give you clarity. And with clarity comes implementation and forward motion. Exactly. Motion <laughs> creates emotion. Yep. That's my favorite set. Have you ever watched Boiler Room? No, I haven't seen that either. Can you tell I don't watch a lot of TV? <laughs> it's a really old movie. It's like... Yeah, it's, I've heard of it. Um, it's amazing. It's uh, one of Vince, Vin Diesel's earliest movies. Not earliest, but one of the movies before he became like a megastar. Um, and it's just about boiler rooms, not literal boiler rooms, like, you know, stocks and selling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually closed someone with a line from that, by the way. I've seen a lot of quotes and, and heard a lot of stuff about it. just haven't seen it. I think you should watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so I've got this feeling that there's going to be some, some TV viewing time coming up. Yeah. And you're going to get like a massive email from me going, um, Yes. Now, <laughs> there is something that I did almost forget about, but I have not because I finally just remembered. Yay, brain, go team. You have yeah. a, you have a uh, promo for your books coming out, stuff and whatever. Please tell us more about that because my brain is drawing blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, we've talked about it. My book is The Heart of Entrepreneurship. Um, it's a book that uh, shares a lot of the... the um, insights that I've or the learnings that I've had over the past 22 years in business I share a lot of my personal stories and my personal journey uh, and I've done that to help more people understand that that this is like a roller coaster or even as my partner says he's like you call it a roller coaster he said watching your life is like watching someone go down a huge hill in a go-kart with the brakes off 
She's like, it's not a roller coaster. They're like, you never stop. <laughs> so, you know, I've written this book so that hopefully I can open up the conversation and have people having this conversation and, and, and support to build really great businesses. So because I want this in the hands of as many people as possible, um, I'd love to give uh, 20 of your listeners a free copy of the book. And plus it's coming up to Christmas. Um, so if people head to theheartofentrepreneurship.com forward slash Adil, then uh, just pop your details in and I shall get you a free copy of the book off in the post awesome. as soon as possible. That's pretty cool. And just because in case this show airs after, I think once the deadline for this, because I will actually ask for one reason, we may not get the show up in time for Christmas. It might be just after, but we need a deadline point so we can cut people off because you don't want someone listening to this and say... Um, September 2016 and go, ah, oh. Yeah, no, that's cool. As soon as it hits that, you know, that 20, that, that's all good and you never know. Yeah. So I'm feeling really nice on one day. They'll probably go in the mail anyway. <laughs> so get, get on there as quick as you can and get your book. Damn straight, people. Damn straight. Now go ahead and do that because Samantha has been absolutely lovely having you on the show. I look forward to having you on in future again. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I had so much fun and like, Seriously, not that much swearing, and and you're still saying I can come back, so it must be, must have done okay, hey. <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love talking with you. Likewise, guys, take care. Remember, go to theheartofentrepreneurship.com forward slash Adil A D I L uh, to go ahead and get a well one of the twenty uh, copies of Samantha's book. That's actually going to be quite cool because I'm ordering mine. Um, I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care.